again. Okay. Shall we jump into this? Let's go. Let's go. Hello! Hello! Hey, Charlie! Hey, right, boy! This is going to sound better today because I am sitting right next to you. And I'm sitting next to you. And we are both sitting in front of the camera. And you can all see us on YouTube if you want to go see us on YouTube. I might post it on the Money Talks thing, not make a special channel for it. Making my teeth whitening worth it now. Oh, you do that? Well, no, I did do it. Oh, wait, so welcome to this week's episode of... Generic Ear Porn. <laughs> We've got to be better at doing yeah, that. No, we, we do go in quite a lot. <laughs> it's like the one bit of showmanship our episode has. <laughs> and also, I'm going to get ready uh, for later on in the episode. The what well, I need this for beautiful news. Just going to get that ready. Just nice. On the side, the listeners from last week's episode, uh, two weeks ago, will know what this is. But uh, to those of you that missed that episode, this will just be a nice surprise. Uh, anyway, sorry, uh, you were saying you get your teeth whitened. No, it's a one-time one thing. It's a one-time thing. Yeah, so they, there's different levels of teeth whitening. There are the Love Islanders that go and... Get it done. In Turkey, or, yeah, if you like. A holiday, there's a dentist holiday, isn't there? Dentist holiday, you come back with a little, like, goodie bag. And I've actually seen one guy come back from a plane trip in Gatwick with, like, the fact that he's been to Turkey and he's got his little teeth whitening, like... Kit. Well, because I considered doing that when I needed four fillings, because it was questionable it was almost cheaper to fly to turkey get my four fillings done and then fly back so yeah you can do it but that, but that's the where they shave your teeth down into the the tic tac teeth oh, that's that. oh i've seen it <laughs> so if you take out you look uh, like a little gremlin you um, look like uh yeah you do look like little, a little gremlin, little gremlin. Oh, and then they glue new teeth on glue new teeth. so that so that's like the top level then the second level underneath is what a lot of girls get done which is the um, is the bonding, like the acrylic like bonding, which means like if you've got any gaps in between your teeth, like I've got one here, they will like fill that bonding in with like composite ah. um, and make your teeth all like very straight and look like they all just kind of glued together. Right. Um, that's very, very expensive. And then you've got the third tier, which is what I did, and it's only a one-time payment and you get the um, moulds and you get to put peroxide in each of the moulds um, with your teeth, and you have to do that for like two months, um, and apparently your teeth get a little bit whiter. They do get a little bit whiter, they don't get massively whiter. Mm. It's so funny that if the government provided that to people, they go, I'm not having that peroxide! <laughs> yeah, then you sell it from Turkey on a website, and suddenly everyone's like, yeah, gotta give me some of that! Gotta got go. Um, and then there's the tier below, which is like the companies that you see advertised on Instagram, the high smile thing where they get the little tray and you've got the UV. That looks and you, bullshit. And it is such bullshit. So bullshit. And they get celebs who have already had their teeth like whitened either in the veneer part or the... And they do the before and after. And they do the before and after, I know. Um, but here we are. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> Goodness me. What? I don't know. I don't, it's uh, you don't it's see a weird, it. weird seeing us in, in, in camera format. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like a little bit of beautiful news. I like a little bit of beautiful news. <laughs> Welcome to... <laughs> I like that. I wonder if we get... Beautiful news! <laughs> uh, 
And on this week's episode of Beautiful News, we have World Poverty is Lower Than You Think. I mean, that's quite a controversial topic. It depends where you thought the world poverty, poverty level is. is. Yeah, this exactly. is This is read differently for everyone. I kind of feel each country has its own sort of poverty level. Yeah, and it's funny, like, you can actually talk about moving the poverty line. Right. Which is like a funny idea. Yeah. Uh, so according to this piece of research, uh, the number of people living in extreme poverty, so mm -hmm. I guess this is the countries, you know, uh, you can't say third world countries now, but countries with low socioeconomic income has halved, um, and apparently there's a percentage of people who uh, think poverty is increasing or staying the same, but essentially you've got countries like China, India, Indonesia... Um, so the percentage of people, of uh, population in extreme poverty was 29% and now it's 10%. That 29% in 1996. So when we were born, 30% of the world... Is in poverty. Is in poverty. Now 10% of the world is in poverty. Right. And what they're defining as poverty, uh, poverty is under uh, $1.90 US dollars. A day. I take that that's like domestic income. $1.90, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, so so that, that's pretty cool. Indonesia seem to think, 84% of Indonesians seem to believe that, oh my God, Germany, 92% of Germans believe that poverty is going up. It's just, I, I find these stats, that these are brilliant because it, it just goes to show how pessimistic uh, people can be. Yeah. And it, it's really bad for policy making if you don't have an objective look on the, whether or not we are progressing or not. Exactly. Because then you're just going to change things that just seem wrong to you, mm. even regardless of whether they are wrong or not. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Germany sometimes has that sort of outlook. Uh, I think it's potentially its, uh, it's government party, um, which is the S... DP, I think, the, the Socialist Party. Um, so they've got many different Socialist Parties, including like a massive Green Party movement. Um, but essentially, a lot of them do think that um, there's there's a lot of increased rise of poverty and that uh, they need to do lots of things about it. But what that means is that in Germany, and specifically in the startup tech hubs, mm -hmm. there's a lot, a lot of green, uh, sustainable, um, kind of health startups. Mm. Uh, actually, the largest concentration of those startups in all of tech are concentrated within Germany. So that's their idea of the, the fact that, okay, they want to create companies to solve problems, which might not be as active now, right. but they're trying to... Um, that's, their, that's their outlook. In my mind, all companies work from... Almost all companies, there's certainly some that lose sight of this. Mm. Everyone's just trying to solve problems yeah. to make money. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so that is just the beautiful way that I think the world works. Beautiful way. Beautiful way. Beautiful news. Shall we get another random topic? This Let's is get... great. There's a little button on this site that will just randomly generate something. So this could be... A round trees random? Round trees random. Plastic <laughs> heating worms! <laughs> That's okay. so cool! Wow, do you want to go through this? Okay. There, there's, there, there's actually like a, uh, a drawn out diagram of uh, 
Oh, it's mealworm consumption. Plastic-eating worms could tackle trash. 100 mealworms... Say that three times fast. Plastic-eating worms could tackle trash. Plastic-eating worms could tackle trash. Plastic-eating worms could tackle trash. Okay, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Okay, <laughs> back into it. Well, how about 100 mealworms can munch through 35 milligrams of styrofoam per day? Whoa. Whoa! Okay. That's really cool. So, I think... Well, I don't know how much a milligram is. That doesn't sound like much. But, and 100 mealworms... And there's an asterisk right next to the... Milligram, which means 35 milligrams is the weight of a small pill. Oh, that's more than I thought. Mm. That is more than I thought. Okay, and styrofoam is very light. Yes. Um, uh, micro- but then th- it's 35 milligrams. Fine. Is the weight of a small pill. So it has nothing to do with how light. Oh, well, you're saying it's quite a large quantity yeah. of it. Got yeah, it. Yeah. I get what yeah. you're saying yeah. now. Um, the rest. Uh, so let's read the rest of this. About half of it is digested into carbon dioxide, which can be captured. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good. The rest uh, is exerted. Excreted. As, as, <laughs> That's a very important point, though. Sorry. <laughs> is excreted as biodegradable waste, safe to use in soil for crops. Right, we've definitely touched on like mealworms before as like a topic. The future food. The future food. It's not the future food. <laughs> not, no. Not, not, not. I'm not. Not yet. Uh, but... In terms of tackling trash, I think... Um, you could say that they are, in terms of, they could be food for agriculture. F- food for agriculture, yes, 100%. So um, you could have mealworms eating plastic, and then the mealworms going to cows and stuff. And Yeah, so you've got, you've, got, you've got companies that are trying to encourage people to keep mealworms in their home, mm. uh, or for businesses to keep a portion of mealworms to eat through wastage, and then once they eat through that wastage, whether it's... I think that's unlikely, to have that sort of decentralised Well, I th- Yeah, system. it's a little bit decentralised, but essentially that uh, that waste can be then sold or given to agriculture for... for um, good on you, mealworms. Good on you, mealworms. Um, I wonder if there's anything just in nature, in the wild, in the ocean, that is currently eating plastic, and like... Or it evolve, it'll evolve like a piece of plankton. Yeah. You'd think there would be some somewhere. Something like a mealworm it, out it, there. Yeah. yeah, and the second it evolves to eat plastic, it will surely it would just be like, oh my god, that's amazing. There's so much food. Yeah. I'm trying to think what sort of animals would eat styrofoam <laughs> <laughs> apart from plankton. Plankton microorganisms. Microorganisms, yeah. Exactly. They always eat, they eat all sorts of shit. Yeah. Yeah, and also those things where, uh, like, but yeah, bacteria, maybe funguses, mm. fungi. Mm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. That is cool. Yeah, I really like that, and I like the idea. I wonder what it breaks it down into. Um, They're always so vague. Yeah, I'd like to know. And what? Where's the source? The source is Stanford University. Microorganisms in their guts break down the plastic. Right. Interesting. And then they shit it out for crops. Boop. Boop. And then carbon dioxide. Yeah, so hopefully they capture that carbon dioxide. Because otherwise... Otherwise, there's kind of another issue. Greta Thunberg's going to not be in Greta's going to be pretty upset. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Much love, Greta. I've not heard much from Greta lately. No, she's gone quite quiet. Mm. 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 Well, she was kind of bullied quite a lot when Trump was in power, and then kind of went a bit quiet. Her Twitter 
has been quite quiet also recently. She did have some quite good Twitter game. Um, but now... She was bullied? Hmm? Or just by society? Just by society, I think. Mm. Um, and also when you're a kid, your parents kind of think you're a bit of a target, especially if you get that popular. So yeah. maybe she's finishing school, finishing studies, then she's going to come out and um, yeah, I don't know, go for Prime Minister of Stockholm or something. Oh, sweet. How old is she now? 12, 13, maybe 14, You think? Maybe? Oh, God, she's got to be older than that, right? God! God! Greta age. <laughs> I mean, it could be a lot of Gretas. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, she's there 19. is a few... She's 19. Where is she? Yeah, 19. 19, okay. She, she could be out on the pole. <laughs> <laughs> on the pole and on the pole as on well. The pole. She knows a lot of... Uh... She Poll- knows people around the world. Polling, I mean, you know, polling is in voting. She looks about eight in all of her pictures. Yeah. That's not a good one. That's Sorry, a, Greta. That's a nice oh, it's all right, we're not posting it. it okay. But she just... She was upset. Then uh, the world wasn't doing enough. And the world is not sti- is still not doing enough. I think the world's doing a great job. They're, I mean, they haven't done enough. Fine. But I th- the- history will tell whether we... True. We've... We're doing enough. We've done enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but maybe Which li- could lead into our topic. Shall we go into the topic? Uh, Let's go into the topic. Okay, that ends. Beautiful news. So, uh, A, B. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying this harmonica. I have so much fun with it. Just at home, I'm just like mogging out on the sofa going... Well- Oh, just overuse of the harmonica, but you know, we haven't finished the segment, so... Oh, are we not finished the segment? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like when the... Do you want to press it? When the iPads came out first. Oh. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Press, press it as much as you like. If, if, if I must. You, you may. It's quite satisfying, isn't it? That is it's quite the satisfying. the second you touch, this finger touches the screen. But again, it's when iPhones and iPads came out though, they're all these like little silly apps. I'm not saying that's silly, a lot of silly apps. Yes. It's like, it's <laughs> like, uh, where you know it was either like the piano or yep. uh, the iPint, where you had your iPad and you pressed mm. that and it filled the screen up with beer. And like when you tilted it, I really uh, it was, enjoyed it. It was just silly apps. It, it was just using the like um, the gyroscope of the iPad in really simple ways. Yeah, I want to get one of those whips again. And, it, and I'd do that, and it goes, whoosh. Or flick fishing and stuff. I was talking about that mm. with some of the lads earlier. Uh, those, like, first apps um, that you downloaded, like Doodle Jump and things like that. Um, but, yeah. I'm nervous that we're not recording. One second, though. One second, though. This could be really awkward. But why would it have stopped? Because I've done that before. And Hello! Hello! What I need this for, beautiful news. Hello! Uh. <laughs> oh! It's recording on the camera. Yeah. Okay, so okay. the camera will have picked this up. Yeah. So we can keep going. But what about the mic? The mic, we should keep going on the mic as well. Like, so I'm going to do this, yeah. Then I can use both. Okay, I'll improve that audio on that. Okay, <sighs> good. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so back into just got a bit derailed there because yep. we lost some potential audio, but we'll get into. Hey, we're good. This is this is this is the, our first time in recording face to face. Face to face, and thank God we got the camera also recording. Thank you, camera. Praise be. Praise be. But that, yeah, main topic. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit about this at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're talking about um, kind of renewable energy, water, um, sure. automatic, yeah. uh, like driverless cars. I'm pretty sure we've done an episode on driverless cars, but I think it is. I think we have as well, and um, I think, but it's a topic that I think has just no, it is is boundless. I think it is boundless. Um, but I think nicely, um, this segue will move on to. There we go. Yeah, nice. Sorry. Hello. 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 There it is. There it is. Okay. There's both chaps. Okay. Um, driverless cars. Driverless cars. And what are you most skeptical about with a driverless car? I don't think safety. I think anything that goes into the like research and design of creating driverless cars, mm. there have to be certain checkboxes that have to go against something like safety, human safety within the car. So I'm not worried about that. I think mm. when they do come out and when they're building them currently, safety is the number one thing that is going yeah. into the, the whole thing. I, and I also think the good thing about... Uh, mechanical driving mm. is if there is a flaw you only need to fix it once mm. so Hello, some oh you can go bye Ron <laughs> bye Ron <laughs> good to see ya yeah, <laughs> sorry we're on the podcast at the minute you're welcome to come in <laughs> quick quick little quick little guess parents um, I just come give you a hug. Hello. <laughs> it's alright. Uh, have a lovely week. Hey. Lovely to see you. Have a lovely weekend. Yeah, you too. I love that jumper. Oh, thank you very much. Very nice. Alright. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you in a bit. See you later. See you. Little guest appearance rare there. Everything's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking. I, I was talking. Uh, I was talking about how that the issues only need to get fixed once. So if there is an issue with the fact that it diverts from the road mm. weirdly or something to do with when a car pulls in, yeah. that obviously is not good. Mm. But at the same time, that issue only needs... like The question is, can that issue be fixed with the technology that's already yeah. built into the yeah. car? I 100% and agree. I believe it can. And so it's just figuring out the way to code it best to get the machine learning to pick that up. Mm. And then updating all cars in one go. Yeah. So the only thing that I'm um, fearful of, not from like a, a usability or a design point of view, but just yeah. from um, just from um, an uptake point of view, so an adoption, right? So mm. I fear that there's going to be a lot of money spent into this industry and the adoption of driverless cars is going to be as not, of a big uptake as we think it's going to be. Do you think? Yeah. I why why do you believe? So for instance, I got a taxi 
last night. Yep. From central London to here. Mm-hmm. Why, if I trusted driverless cars, which I'm not going to have trouble doing, why would I not get in a driverless car from London to here? Taking safety, taking your perception of them out of the question. If they existed, why would I not adopt it? Because there's things that are out there that are but in what in way mainstream. Why wouldn't the driverless car be more affordable than the Uber driver? Because I think, like, initially... Surely it would instantly be cheaper. You see, I'm not sure, because when, you, when you're, like, going to compete against all the, the massive companies out there, who is going to undercut who? And I think it's the taxis that are going to have to undercut the new entrant to the market. Yeah, like, they, they, so they, like, were, they wouldn't possibly be able to. They what? have to pay a person in every car. But it, but the money doesn't go to that person, it goes to the company. Same like the driverless car, the money will go to the company that operates the driverless car. Now I'm confused. Go. An Uber driver yeah. gets paid. The cost of your Uber mm-hmm. factors in the salary of the Uber driver. Some element of it, If yeah. I got into an Uber car, right, that was driverless, ne- there would need... There would not need to be any uh, cost for the driver built into the car. Uh, just the electricity. Uh, I know, but you see... And when the car's recharging, it can sit dormant. It doesn't matter that the driver... There's no, there's no driver to factor in. Whereas an Uber driver gets really upset when his car runs out of fuel, he's got to fill it up again. Yes, or, but, but he takes care, or he or she takes care of the uptake and the service of that car. Yeah, but it's driverless, so it just no, no, drives to a station. I know, but there, there will still charges. need to be some cost and some maintenance on the driverless car side. Yeah, but um, how would there be more? Why would there be more? No, not, not more, but there's still... So, so basically we're talking about it, the fact that it equals out now. So mm. there's maintenance on one side, there's maintenance on another. Yeah. Your money doesn't go to the costing of the fuel on the... Um, the, the petrol car, mm. and it doesn't because of the electric side of yeah. the... So we're at a stalemate now. I don't think, I don't, how are we not at a point at which, for example, also, if you've got a network of just 10 driverless cars Mm -hmm. in London and you're maybe, say, a small business owner that just got 10 Teslas and is managing them and they come back to your house and you charge them up, you then also can have a person there on standby as a garage Mm. person fixing the cars whereas at the minute if you are an uber driver you have one car and when that breaks down that's your whole business is shut down and so the costs for you have like it's 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 really unfortunate Mm. whereas if someone's got 10 driverless vehicles they can have three charging at any given time uh, one breaks down, they can repair that, and they can have a mechanic that specialises just in that car. They can mm. have spare parts ready for all their cars. Exactly. And so all these costs of maintenance have been uh, have gone down. They're, standard, yeah, they're, they're standardised, and it's a little bit like what we were talking about um, a few weeks ago with um, that company arrival. So, yeah, they're, they're building micro-factories for 
driverless cars, electric cars, but mm. also you can have micro factories for the components and standardised uh, infrastructure for these driverless cars, and you can cost keep the cost of production down for those mm. quite low. So yeah, in that way, in that in that sense, I completely agree. And I think in conclusion, it is. It's probably going to be yeah cheaper. I think it's going to be one of those things that happens in it's in the next by the end of this ten year segment. I think by the end of twenty thirty, driverless cars will be just enormous in cities. Have you seen um, the concept for driverless cars in that show Westworld? No. Oh, okay. So oh, can I see it? Yeah, you can see it. I'm not going to mess with that again. Don't. Yeah, okay. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll watch it after this. But yeah, yep. encourage anybody out there to watch what they think the world would be like with driverless cars and it's it's pretty cool actually yeah. not just driverless cars but also driverless um like air transport what's so special about their driverless cars um so the driverless cars they don't act like a normal car right so essentially there will be um like trains or trams yeah. where the tram has to connect to the overhead electric lines yeah there will be like invisible, uh, like batteries and magnets underneath the ground. Right. So, for example, a driver's car is going to um, uh, kind of a residential area outside of London. Mm. It would come off the main like charging point that's mm. in the city because yeah. now you're coming to an area where there's it's very built up mm. and it's quite technical. Come off there, and it would go, it would then chart its own course to the residential building. Mm. But you keep you keep like the the CBD in the area of the city. That's the charging point of the electric vehicles before they come out into the wider area. So they're constantly charging before they then come out into into the rural areas. Into the rural areas. So they charge while on the road. While, while they're you're in the middle of the city, which is quite cool. Yeah. And essentially, not like a, a standard car with two seats at the front, two seats at the back, and you're facing front yeah they open, got... they open out the side so yeah it's like, so it's like a... that that's what i think is going to be really cool about driverless cars is this uh the cars will become offices mm. and places to have coffees and chats and it will possibly encourage other behavior like if you live locally to someone and you go into the city mm. you might get in this driverless car together yeah and have a coffee in the morning and a chat and it would be like your own mini train your own mini train and that's 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 your commute, uh, yeah. and you can use that however you want. Yeah, it's that's it's pretty awesome. When you think of it like it that, is. the amount of luxury that could be built in to the driving experience, if for example already, I think people didn't like. It's funny that people must have known this, but at the same time couldn't comprehend these Teslas, all the equipment's in the bottom mm. of the vehicle, which makes it amazing for driving because it's got a low center of gravity, but also. The the next thing, the driverless, the whole car can just become this box because mm. no engine, no steering wheel, no yep. uh, all of this stuff designed because the computer that we're choosing to power this really simple function is the human brain. Mm. And okay, all we need to do is build a very dumb computer that just knows how to drive. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and then you get eliminate all this needless faff. For a human, pedals and Gears steering wheels and and audio completely unnecessary faff. Just because the human brain, the current best computer we have, which mm -hmm. is way overpowered for driving, yeah, 
uh, requires hands and pedals as communicators, <laughs> which just seems funny when you talk about it in yeah, that sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't wait to sit in a car, go up to Scotland with my tent equipment in the middle. I paid. I'll pay because at the moment Thanks. I'm renting a car to go to uh, Stagdo in Wales. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's costing me 170 pounds for the weekend. Gotcha. And that's three of us in the car. Okay. So it's 50 quid each. Yeah. 60 quid each. That's nothing. It's not that bad. Yeah. And now imagine I'm just renting a car again, and maybe it's a little bit more because it's new technology, mm-hmm. but the fuel is going to cost me more than renting the car on yeah. this trip. That is not the case with electric. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it stops halfway, we unload into another electric car and finish the journey that day. And it just goes charge. Yeah. There's just no question that that business will exist. It means, it means that you have a lot... Less, no. I think it's 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 going to cause. I think the roads to be more populated. I I do believe that roads should be. This is perhaps a tangent. A little segue here. Segue. Segue. Are we going to go down the rabbit hole? That'd be a good news. Should we just go down it? Yes. Yeah, should, should we go down this rabbit hole? I I believe personally that roads should be companies. Each road should be a privatized, privatized thing. And if one company did so, made so much money that they were able to buy another road, great, because they clearly are doing something right. And then if they end up owning all the roads in the country, and you need one subscription mm-hmm. to be able to drive, all the roads. you know, you pay twenty pound a month or a year, and you can go on whatever road you want to because there's this brilliant. It'll probably turn off again. An educated rabbit hole. An educated rabbit hole. Very good episode. Very happy with that. Thank you, Harry. Cheers, buddy. Lots of love. Lots of love. Goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Great episode. Nice 19 minutes on public transport.